Neve Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. Welcome again to another edition of The Parent Show here on Radio Verulam featuring the Lockdown Dads. Except we aren't called that anymore. Lockdown Dads, if you remember, referred to our debut to the airwaves when we whinged about how rotten it was being a dad during lockdown. Well, at the time of recording at least, we aren't in lockdown anymore. So from here on in, we shall be known as... Well... There's a number of names that we could be known as. We could be the drop-down dads, the drop-dead dads, the deadbeat dads, or the dead-lost dads. They all could apply. Just take your pick. We answer to them all. We are a collection of dads who are, generally speaking, the least qualified people in the world to talk about the subject in hand, whatever it is, unless we have a Chardonnay special, that is. We aren't experts in much, and where we are, it isn't entirely relevant. For instance, I'm an expert in reverse logistics, spare parts management, of IT systems, but that doesn't help me deal with a smart preteen who is going to find himself living in the garden soon if he doesn't change his attitude, but more about that later on. We are simply a collection of ordinary dads. The only thing we have in common is a penchant for talking loudly about stuff and taking the mickey a little bit, so please don't take anything you hear in the next hour or so too seriously. Our intention is to entertain more than inform, and the very best you're likely to get from this next hour is a feeling of smugness as you realise that you aren't the dumbest dad in St Albans after all. In our first episode, we ranted incoherently at the injustices of being in lockdown. The second episode, we talked about weight management and physical exercise. And I have to break off here and say, Toby, uh, you are looking terrific. That keto certainly suits you. Monia and Andrew... It's great to have you back. Thanks for joining us again this week. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Steve. He gets the compliments and we get the... Thanks, guys. Kinda... Just say it as I see it. That's my job yeah. here. Well, he's glowing, isn't he? Toby is actually glowing. He's, he's beautifully he's... lit. I think yeah. he's had a professional. Yeah. In. Uh, this week, we're turning our collective heads towards the subject of holidays. Yes, I know you've probably just got back from yours and you're thinking that it is too late for this year, but nobody ever claimed this to be a topical show. And maybe this is just the right time to get your thoughts in order and start thinking about next year's holiday, which by my calculations, we're only about two weeks away from Tui and Jet2 launching their Christmas campaigns anyway. So we're going to talk about holidays. What makes a great holiday now that we're all dads? What are the pitfalls? How much thought do we put into holidays? What makes for an easy life? Should you actually take the kids on holiday with you? These are all the vital answers to the burning questions we're going to be asking in the next 45 minutes. So I suppose we should start by talking about the holidays we have just been on, if at all. Where did you go? How successful? And are any of you still isolating? So uh, who of us managed to get a holiday during this uh, this summer period? Anyone get away at all? Well, depends. Are we talking staycations as well? Or just... Yes, they all count this year. Staycations, vacations, grabbing, whatever you did. Went to Manchester for three days. That was our week. That was our holiday. Right. Okay. How, how were the girls about that one? Well, they loved it. It was, it was going to see their grandma. It was um, as part of um, Eid. So we went up, went up there. They spent a lot of time with grandma. Um, I got fed a lot of food and put on about spending weight. But yeah, it was good. So you, you literally holidays, did do the gramping thing. Yeah. yeah. But surely the holidays dropping the girls off in Manchester and coming home and having a bit of time to yourself. That's a good idea. 
I'm yes. not sure that Manir thought about that at the time. No. <laughs> that, that was the silence of the penny dropping. And yeah, it, a, right. he's got yeah, his hand on his right. forehead going, oh, never thought about that one. So who can beat three days in Manchester for a holiday this year? I mean, it's difficult, I know, but if anyone can. Toby, what's, uh, what, what did you get up to? I spent three weeks in the garden. No word of a lie, I camped in my own garden for three weeks. Um, Holly let me in the house periodically. Um, she wasn't with me for the whole time, but we did invite several friends over who also camped in the garden. So, uh, yeah, we had a range of visitors, but I was the only one that stayed out there for the for the entire three weeks. The weather was nice. Your choice, Toby. I think it was my choice, but I didn't exercise the option to come back in. Go on, Steve. Can I just check with you, the deadbeat dads? Did any of you get an invitation to camp in Toby's garden? Absolutely none, but this is the face of incredulity, uh, incredulity uh, on the basis that three weeks in the garden, were you allowed a shower? What was, what was, what did Holly allow? What, what was the kind of the, the line that you weren't allowed to cross? Well, she sort of, she sort of the Rubicon, she sort of ran, she ran the house as if, as if I was sort of, you know, borrowing the facilities. So she, she ran it like a holiday market, normal, normal. No, I wasn't a stinky, I wasn't like a homeless person. I wasn't a sort of a festering, stinking mess in the garden, but I just, it, the weather was so good. Other people were complaining that it was too hot. Bearing in mind that it's earlier in the year, it was like 30 degrees, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And the evenings were very pleasant, the, the, very long. It just turned out that I would be out there, you know, reading a book quite late. The tent was already up from the previous weekend. And, you know, for some reason, I found myself in a tent for three weeks. That does sound slightly homeless, but uh, that's, you know, hey, that's the way you roll. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan, you are a man of the world. We know that. You're a, you're a traveller. You're never happier than when you've uh, got the wind at your back and your, or something Sounds on like your back. I don't know what that is. I'm not sure where we're going with that one. But you, you must have had a holiday this summer. Did you get away at well, all? So, so actually, joking aside, Toby's um, tent that never seemed to go down in, in the back garden was uh, same, same for us. Uh, we, we had, uh, over the course of... I don't know, uh, six weeks or whatever. We had a, 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 a number of friends passing through, uh, and your good self, Mr. Simpson. I know because you um, invited me to stay in your garden. There we go. You, you, that's right. That's we're right. We're going to edit you to it's, sound uh... really good. Toby, you're in trouble for the rest of this. <laughs> Thank you, Toby. There we go. So, um, so historically, we've used the garden for a an event that we've called Dads and Lads. So we've had a, a bunch of dads and a bunch of uh, uh, and their children. Uh, come out uh, and camp uh, and we tried to do that but obviously with social distancing we had to spread it out instead of doing it on one day and one day only one night one night only uh, we had to spread it out over the a period of, uh, of of a few weeks so um yeah I we managed to get, get our really. fix in i think probably it is but uh, but probably a little you don't bit want your friends damp. mixing really you never know what might <laughs> just happen. like normal right <laughs> <laughs> yeah no phones no <laughs> Okay, so no, we've, we've uh, uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Andrew, sorry. you uh, you you've kept quiet there. Did you not go away at all this year? No, we didn't actually. There was there was a lot of discussion about it, um, and mainly um, the logistical challenges of going anywhere that wouldn't have uh, thousands of other people descending on it. So that's that's um, Bournemouth Beach out the window, uh, and also the uh, the added complexity of the fact that we're going to have the mother-in-law in tow. And any journey of any period of time multiplied by four for various loo breaks. And uh, just to, you know... Uh, Quite going away with Steve. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, 
we just we just thought if we go anywhere else, um, then effect uh, well while there's still uh, either some sort of possibility of lockdown recurring or something like that, we'd just be swapping one set of four walls with another set of four walls and probably less than aware of fridge comfort. So we thought we'd take our chance at home and uh, and then just do a few day trips here and there. Um, and we, we uh, funnily enough, we do actually have our own little tent, but it's a little tent that uh, was devised as part of a, uh, a trip. Should any members of the family get caught short, they can use the tent with a potty or something like that in there. So, so we, we made sure we had our, our tent as well, but it was a solo affair. What, what has happened to us? <laughs> We're so seasoned travellers. No, 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 never mind seasoned travellers. I'm just, the hypocrisy astonishes me. What, what because at least I was first to confess, <laughs> yeah, you would jump on the bandwagon of giving me some grease. And then as the truth comes out, whoa, yes, I had a tent in my garden too. Just just the way we roll. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never so, put your hand up first, Toby. <laughs> never put your hand up first, especially not on this show. So I think we can probably agree this this year wasn't typical for, for, for travelling and uh, it probably is not representative of, of what we would normally do or how we would go about it. So let me ask a question. When, when it comes to devising the holiday plan, what's the method that you all use for finding a holiday which satisfies mum, dad, and all of the kids as well? Nod and smile. Yeah, that, that's that absolutely. Yeah. I've learned that the hard way. Um, I think, Andrew, you're, you're spot on there. It's one of the things where when it's time for holiday season, I just take a back seat and the missus just kind of rock and rolls with it. I just hand over the card and just turn up at the airport on the day allocated. Um, it's a surprise for you then, where you don't know where you're going until you actually get there. I, I don't even know how I'm travelling there, let alone <laughs> where I'm going. Um, I, I, wife starts packing about three or four weeks beforehand, so I know something's going on, I know something's happening. Um, and then I pack the night before what I'm told we're going, so I just get a rucksack, throw everything in, and job done. It, it, it sounds it sounds ideal. I mean, a lot less stress for you worrying about uh, the the holiday and whether it's successful or not, because you can always point the finger at your other half if it all goes wrong. That's oh, really? Have you tried that, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> have you have you really ever tried that? Oh, I, I feel another show coming on. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that <laughs> on another another show. Toby, I can see that your good lady is just walking into the the room there. So, um, would you like to tell us how your holidays are organised and who? Who wears the trousers on the, the holiday organising front? Fortunately, she can't hear a word you're saying because I'm wearing headphones, so that saves me a slap. Um, <laughs> as far as the as far as the holidays is is concerned, usually Holly does most of the organising, but we have a we have a habit of of going away in a camper van. So it's generally we don't book too much ahead. She's looking over my shoulder. <laughs> we don't book too much always. <laughs> We don't generally book too much ahead. Generally, we don't book too much ahead. And and the way that we solve for who wants to do what is literally on different days, people get their vote. So um, we'll normally make sure that the first couple of nights are sorted out. But if we end up at a destination, we'll have a conversation about it in the morning. We'll maybe drive for a couple of hours, get somewhere, see what it's like. If we like it, we might stay for a couple of days. If we don't, we might not sort of set up we'll move on to the next place and we've been all across Europe doing that in fact our trip this this year was supposed to be um up through into the into the Swiss Alps 
Um, but, and, but that was all we'd done is set a destination for, you know, the end of week one, but we weren't quite sure how or what or where we were just going to take it, take it on the day. And actually that, that process of planning on the hoof and involving the kids in the planning as well seems to work because then you're not committed to something months and months ahead that actually you might not feel like doing when it's uh, when it's there so i appreciate it. it might not be to everybody's taste but we enjoy it but that's the way you roll that's you, you take it on the chins blow with the wind wherever you well, lay your hat that's your home you, you, you say that and <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of slightly nervous to to confess to this the plan with the trip to the alps was that this time i was not going to travel in the van holly was going to drive the uh, camp van with the boys i get where you're going, going with to this. travel by motorbike <laughs> and how were you, how were you going to travel did you say any particular <laughs> so, brand of motorbike which might have um I, I, first break I, I, already. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was going to take a harley davidson uh, right we're not going to take yeah, a break it's far too early to take a break but thank safe you safe word so toby let me just try and um uh summarize this you were going to ride on your harley through the passes and coals of the swiss alps with the wind in your hair and uh the breeze on your handlebar mustache while the family were tucked up behind you basically your support team in, well, in the if, camper you, if, you, if you phrase it like that steve it's you, you could you could paint it in that negative light but i think the, the idea of being able to involve the entire family in one's activity and not selfishly go off and do this on my own was um, was a stroke of genius, frankly. I, I should imagine two weeks of watching you sitting and seeing your back and smelling your exhaust fumes was, was their idea don't, of a perfect holiday. Don't don't kid yourself, because the boys would have they wouldn't even notice I'm not there. They'll have their face stuck in an iPad, and as long as they've got bandwidth to download Netflix, they couldn't care whether we went to Mars or Margate. So, so Margate it is next year, then, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, if, if Elon if Elon Musk decided that he was going to build a spaceship to take us to Margate, we'd probably end up booking tickets on that. <laughs> yeah. So when when you're um, so that, that's a, a fine insight into the cross household on on how the the holidays are organised. As dads, right? Because remember, that's what we're here to discuss. Um, as dads, do we do we organise the holidays for the benefit of children? Is that is that who's the prime beneficiary of it should be? Or should it be for parents, or one parent, uh, or, uh, or or what? How does this? How does the the thought process work when you're establishing whether to go to Disney World or to the Fossil Museum or whatever? It, for me, it's a cascade. I, I've, in fact, I was very recently, a couple of days ago, fortunate enough to celebrate our thirteenth wedding anniversary. I've no idea how that happened but the maxim that i've tended to live by is that a happy wife is a happy life and that if the boys are happy holly tends to be happy and if holly is happy i'm happy so everything really trickles up from the boys if if they are if they are doing something which is relaxing and engages them and their holiday is 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 happy for them then it, it trickles up you know as, as far as i'm concerned you know as long as it's not raining 
and I've got a good book, that's usually enough. So for the kids, as long as they've got good Wi-Fi and a, a good view of dad in the distance on his motorbike, you think they're probably you, happy with I, it? I, I honestly, we've been to places before where there is no Wi-Fi. I, this, this whole parsimonious sort of, you know, goes, this is like it was in the old days, you know. In fact, if my eldest turned around and said, yes, but in the old days, they used to burn people like you at the stake. So you know, he has a very good point. You know, maybe it was a savage, a savage and miserable time for everybody. We just have a bit of nostalgia. So, Andrew, turning to you, what's, uh, what, what's the, the modus operandi for your holidays? Do you always go to the, the same place or do you pick something which is for the family or to ah, entertain what? the children, uh, your son? So there's, there's two, uh, there's two uh, sides to actually. So one of them is that we decided a few years ago that we'll try and go to at least one new place a year so that we could experience um, things together. And we usually try... Have you and... been to Margate? No, that, that's, on the list. that's probably, probably going to be more likely on the list for this year, given uh, uh, the, uh, the travel situation. Um, so, yeah, so altruistically, the idea is that you know, uh, we, we go to a, a, a new place each year, which we've managed to do actually until this year. Um, and then it's something for the benefit of everyone. So there's, there's, there's a bit of everything. And, and, and usually uh, how it progresses is that I'll, I'll come up with a suggestion and then I'll be told where we're going and then I'll just nod and smile. So, you know, it, it works just fine. So uh, no problem there. And also, um, I mean, there are some places that we go to uh, frequently on business that do have leisure facilities. Um, but... Um, and that's usually something that we can kind of do in between. But obviously, we can't do that either at the moment. So, um, so, so here we are. But yeah, you know, we, we have the best of intentions. I am detecting a theme from, from Andrew and Toby, at least, that the, keeping the rest of the family happy is a way for you to enjoy your time because you're <coughs> men of simple pleasures. What, what, what about uh, Monia and Tris? Does it work that way for you? Um, Tris, do you want to go first? And not that oh, you go on holiday just, together, I should point that out. It's not like Monia and Tris oh, going on holiday We haven't, haven't organised that. <laughs> yes. I, I, He's I, got I, a tent <laughs> in his garden if you'd like to pop around one day. So I've got six tents in my, in my shed. That's another story. No pun intended. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Can somebody mute Tris for five minutes for that? So I'm, I'm going to jump in. So, so I, I think the, um, it's, it's either keeping them, the, the children happy or... Uh, or, or connected, or um, keeping them interested and and trying to kind of you know impart new things uh, onto them. Uh, so I'm a, I come from a, a sailing family, was sailed all my life, and and I try and take the children and the family sailing once a year if I can. And and I doing doing that for the boys, just seeing them kind of you know uh, soak up the the kind of knowledge and the uh, the capability of being able to to go to sea and do do all of the um uh, be be nautical for two weeks is is fantastic naughty or nautical this, how does this well, they, differ? they are naughty how does this nautical. differ it's exactly it's, it's exactly the same you go and do your hobby <laughs> and then you make your family watch and that differs from my answer how again we're back to this hypocrisy no, 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 no. same same but different Tris it's, it's totally different <laughs> this totally is entirely different, different. <laughs> I can see the difference I, I, I guess you're, you're all on the same boat Tris when you go sailing or, uh, or at least oh, they're on a boat with you near to you. They're on the boat, exactly. Yeah. 
yeah so so it's it's all in it together it's like camping or like going going in a uh, in a in a camper van to a destination but it, it's it's and and as toby was describing it's it's got so much of the if you like a place you stay if you don't like a place you just keep going uh, and you go to the next place and if you don't like that you go to the next place if you want to go to to you know to a restaurant one night then you can um, but you, if you don't like the one that you went to last night, you go to a, a different place and try somewhere else. It's it's really it's the flexibility that's that's wonderful, and and you're on the sea, which which is my kind of thing. It must be more. Oh, so sorry, it's my, it's my family's thing. Sorry. Margate by any chance? Yeah, no, I haven't been to Margate recently. No, no, but uh, Tristan, I understand Tristan. Tristan, it must be more so the case nautically than just regular camping or, or, or camper vanning that the weather actually plays a hugely important part in whether you stay They'll somewhere. Go. We find, you know, if you go to a beach, if you go to a beach and the weather's foul, there's just no point in being there. But if the weather happens to turn, the flexibility, particularly when moving around in Europe or the UK, especially, the flexibility to take advantage of whatever that day offers you weather-wise, I think is very helpful. Because a lot of people you know, if you organize your holiday a, a long way in advance, maybe you have, and you're looking for sunshine, you have to leave the UK because it simply can't be guaranteed. I'm fortunate that nobody in the family is desperately seeking sunshine, but I, I, I can understand that that is important to people if, if, if that's how they, if that's how they measure their, their, their big summer holiday. Yeah. Look, I, I think, um, you know, obviously sailing in the Mediterranean is, is lovely on a number of levels on the basis that there's no tide, uh, that the weather's often good, that, that the wind picks up for four hours in the day and it's dur during the afternoon and then it dies away at night. So there's a, there's an awful lot to be, to, to, to you know, to um, enjoy about that. But in the UK, you know, you, you just take it, you roll with the punches and, uh, and and as long as you're willing to, you know, you've got a decent jumper and a, and a, a waterproof jacket, then frankly, it, you're still doing something that is that is outdoors and and actually pretty enjoyable. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, my preference is Caribbean, but um, failing that, next Mediterranean, failing that, okay, Margate. Margate. Okay. <laughs> we, we are going to have to do a uh, Deadbeat Dads special from Margate, I think, just to, uh, to keep the peace there. Monia, uh, you, you were, you were going to tell us as well about your holidays. What, who's it for? Is it for the kids or for you? It's, it's, I think it's, we, I, we try and do it for the entire family. Um, but I think over the years, it, it changes. So um, when we first got married, it was for us. We just kind of chill out, hang out, and just do bits and pieces. As the kids got older, after the kids um, started coming along and they got older, when they got to about thinking age, which is about three in my household, when my first girl was three, it was like, okay, we're going to go to Egypt. Why are we going to Egypt? Because it's going to be fun. What can I do there? I'm three years old that kind of conversation start, starts happening really, really, really quickly. Very smart girls to be it, reasoning uh, with you at the three. They beat you at an argument on where to go on holiday at the age of yeah, three. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, the, the compromise was that we can go on holiday as long as they get to go to the... So we, at the moment, we tend to go to all-inclusive holidays. Um, resorts, Turkey, Tunisia, um, Egypt, because it's, it's easy. Um, you get there, the kids can have their kids club i can do some snorkeling get on the buggies and do all sorts of things and the wife can just lounge around the pool read a book and you know doesn't have to do any cooking or cleaning um but as the year's gone on it we've i found that we need to start finding things for the girls to do be more proactive i get 
very bored very quickly if I don't have any internet or any wireless around. So I get very bored very quickly. However, being a freelancer, I tend to take my work with me as well. Um, so I need to kind of sit in a corner somewhere and catch up with emails, um, talk to clients, that kind of stuff. Because if I tell my clients I'm going to holy, but I don't really like it. So I'm always uh, an email or text message away. But as time goes on, it's all it's, it's become about the family. So making sure that the family gets whatever they want to do, basically. As the kids are now getting to teenage years, I think it's going to be a lot more difficult trying to appease them on what they're looking for, what they want to do. I think I'm getting political answers from, from most of you uh, because either your wives are just off camera um, or they've given you a, a script uh, to, to follow on the, on the show tonight. I can assure you, right, that by this stage, <laughs> by this stage, nobody is listening. Right? You can tell me exactly how it is now. So um, even if you can't actually say the words, you can make eye signals because we are videoing this, uh, this evening. Uh, you, can you, make you, asked very, <laughs> you asked a very specific question, Steve. You I did. And, and the question, family... I'm going to ask another very specific question. If, you know, if, if you could now, would you prefer to go on a romantic holiday for two with your wife, not, um, or would you like to go on a, a fabulous family holiday that keeps the kids happy? Deep down inside, which would you rather do? I'd rather take the kids. Depends who looks, who's looking after the kids. <laughs> I'd ta take the kids. I don't like, I don't, I like if, if, if we are in a situation where everybody can be relaxed and what everybody wants to do, there's a bit of give and take and we don't have any other pressures on us that's it's a really nice environment that's fantastic would, toby would you take you know, my kids with you next year so <laughs> vanessa and i can head off somewhere really lovely well, that, see that, that's the beauty of those I going done that <laughs> no see that's the beauty We've of going been on holiday together <laughs> see I, I i think um package holidays and all-inclusive holidays get a bad bad deal sometimes i mean you can have that the romantic whole you can go take the family to an all-inclusive to turkey leave the kids with the kids club people and you guys go off and have your own mini holiday within a holiday for a couple of hours at least um, which is good kids are, kids are looked after but, but sometimes i think you have to put your foot down there with the kids and just say like i'm gonna be doing this and you guys are coming or not and when we went to um i think it was tunisia went to tunisia i really wanted to go to the desert for a desert safari and the kids are like, oh, no, we don't want to because they've got trampolining tomorrow morning and all that kind of stuff. And it was like a three-day, it was a two-day trip. I said, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and book um, my tickets. And I stormed off to the um, tourist office desk. And I was just about to book it. And I looked behind me and I saw two little kids kind of head down, scraping their foot across to me saying, oh, we'll come with you then. And I said, what's changed your mind? So, well, we don't want to be by ourselves for two days. So um, sometimes I think you just got to do what you need to do for yourself and um, just they'll tag along. I mean, yeah. it, sounds, it sounds a bit cruel, but with my kids, it takes two or three days to get them to do something. But when they do it, it's absolutely amazing. Um, they love the Sahara. I mean, I, we had to wake them up at three o'clock in the morning to watch the sunrise over the salt lakes in the Sahara Desert. Absolutely loved it. Um, they hated me for a couple of days afterwards waking up so early, but <laughs> they loved it. It it's fun. a heartwarming story, Moni, about your, how your 
passive aggressive stance there forced your kids into the desert for a couple of days <laughs> and i hope you bought them a trampoline when you got home because they, they didn't get their trampolining session no i'm not that kind sorry no. <laughs> you just I, covered, I the, ca covered the garden in sand and made them <laughs> Now, I'm going to go back to uh, a point that Monia made just a, a little while ago. So as a freelancer, you, you say your work is, is only ever an email away. But uh, that is true for a lot of working people, whether they're in an office job or running their own business or, or being freelancers, you say. It's so easy to take the office with you on a phone, on a, on a laptop. Is, is that something which is a problem to you when you go on holiday it's just occupational hazard isn't it it's the, it's the price you pay because there's there's flexibility that you get from having your own business um but there's also uh, a price that comes with it in that you know you're, you're never completely able to switch off even though you know people might know that you're going away and they'll, they'll leave you alone there, there's always the thing of or I just need to check in just to make sure that everything's okay with that project or, or, or something like that. So that's, um, that just, just comes with it. But then on the flip side, you know, obviously lockdowns and stuff permitting, it does still mean that you don't have a nine to five where you, uh, where you can't go and see that football match on occasions uh, and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, it's, it swings and roundabouts, right? So I should say, before anybody starts writing in with great umbrage, I know this, this is an issue which affects more than just dads. Mums work too, and yes, they frequently do have more demanding jobs than their other halves. I'm just making a sweeping generalisation here that women seem to be much better at coping, at managing their holiday time and away from work time, much better than us men. It's generally the men you see skulking around mm -hmm. the back of bars and restaurants, checking their emails every 20 minutes or so. I, in the past, I've done a conference call from a chairlift on a ski slope because I was um, too feeble to tell my boss I was not available for this very important task he, he had for me at the time. So do you see any coping mechanisms other than being unemployed? I think it's to be... Uh... <laughs> It's to be very, very active, keep yourself busy. Because I think 90% of the time is because we're bored. If the kids are off doing something and you're sitting there with the missus and you've, you've had as much conversation as you can have in two hours in the morning, you want something else to do. So it's easy to kind of, I just got to catch up with some emails, I think. Um, that's me getting troubled by the, the wife now. <laughs> so it's a welcome diversion from some of the less palatable aspects of being on holiday that you like talking get, uh... to your wife Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what that's what we do yeah i didn't say that toby you said that no but i, I think it is i think we don't i we can switch off and i think one of the things i've learned is is switching off when you when when you're in personal family time it's taken a while for me to learn that even now i get told off by the kids if i don't switch off and kind of join them for for dinner and not have the phone and that kind of stuff it's um it's even when i get to pick them up from school I sh i'm not actually on the phone it's it's, the, it's it's their time basically and i think i think it's the point of a holiday though isn't it is to go and take a break from absolutely everything even though it's in the back of your head that contract's coming in blah blah but you should take you should take a break I am with you, Monia. I, I think it's very important to have that time away from the office and to have the two weeks. It, it, it just seems these days to be almost expected that even if you're on holiday, even if you have a deputy, that you still will be checking in and making sure that uh, the wheels of industry are still rolling while you're um, while you're not. <laughs> 
Well, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because if you go to a destination where you have no connectivity at all, you may be able to relax because the office can't get hold of you, but nobody else in your family will ever thank you for that. Mm. If you yes. don't have connectivity, they don't have connectivity, and they'd rather be at home under those circumstances. <laughs> That's a sentence, not a holiday. A two-week sentence each year, very good. So let's let's just look at this from a, a different perspective. We talked about the holidays that uh, we have uh, in the present day, family-inclusive holidays, where everyone gets a little bit of a say on the things that are are done and generally speaking we're we're trying to travel abroad we're maybe we're going through the alps maybe we're going on an all-inclusive but it is an event it's something which is very different to the normal day-to-day life that we we live how does that compare to the holidays that you i'm going to say enjoyed as a child but maybe i should say endured as a child do your holidays now make your holidays when you were younger look like a horror show or are they things that you look back on very, very fondly? May I answer? You may, Toby, please. <laughs> so I think this depends on how well you travel, because the reason I say that is because my wife gets terribly car sick. Um, I do not you go get the car? travel sick. <laughs> I can see why you would be in the car. She drives. <laughs> no, no, that's a, good, that's a good point. She drives because it's the only place where she doesn't feel ill if she if she's traveling like that so, and also but as a kid if she gets a bit queasy <laughs> yeah, yes yeah it's not my fault <laughs> but as a kid she um she used to be terribly sick whenever the family if the family drove any even to drive to the airport or something she would she so she didn't look forward to any of that <clears throat> so the idea of a long journey to her was just terrible whereas for me i would just stick my head in a book but i look at you know whether it's commuting or whether it's you know traveling for holiday when i look at the kids now they are so happy with that time the idea of are we there yet has just gone if you're one of those parents like i ashamedly am that will allow your kids to have an ipad or 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 something in the car but the fact that each child can watch a movie of their choice i mean it's effectively we've turned car travel into first class air travel for children because those are the only places that you would have ever enjoyed that sort of comfort when we were kids so the i I, yeah i think that if you're going to get from anywhere to anywhere in a car that the experience nowadays has become somewhat luxurious compared to when we were kids when frankly it was a nightmare the kids don't want to be teleported anymore do they i mean it was back in the day it was like just get me there quickly now it's actually the journey's all right so it's a bit like sailing Uh, unless they get car sick and have an ipad or or, yeah seasick as yeah exactly yeah Yeah, that's and that can can work against you i'm sure technology and sickness doesn't work Uh, yeah yeah, i mean our, our, our family holidays weren't weren't staycation holidays we grew up in in um in central london my parents uh, were from um, Bangladesh, and our holidays were once every 18 months, um, and literally would go back to Bangladesh for at least six weeks, and that was our holiday. Uh, we, it, it, was, it wasn't as, as torturous as it sounds, but it was fun. Um, we packed a lot of suitcases, jumped onto the, um, the Bangladesh Biman, which is the national carrier for Bangladesh, fighting on with other people with excess baggage, Find your own seat, um, finding little mites on your on your um, chair and seat. Getting to Bangladesh. Once you're there, though, 
It was I amazing. Didn't, I didn't realize Ryanair went to Bangladesh. <laughs> I, I know it was crazy. It was it was pre it was pre budget airlines and it, they cost a, a bomb. But we're, there were seven of us, seven plus mum and dad. So it was a major expedition. But when we got to Bangladesh, the experience. So so it's you you and six siblings. Me and six siblings, mum and dad. And the experience when we got there it was just amazing. Um, you know, hanging out with our cousins in the. In, in the fields, we had our own um, lake as well. So that kind of whole experience was, was quite awesome. And then kind of fast forward back to, to what's my kids here, going on to what Toby was saying, I think I must come across as a, being a real cruel dad because when we're traveling, they don't have iPads or phones or anything like that. We will either sing or play um, I Spy. I know it's, I'm, I'm probably old school. I Spy and we play a new game that we made up called What's the question? It's a quiz game. You find the car in front, registration plate. You find the first letter of the registration plate and your question has got to be an answer starting with that letter. So it's like vehicular blockbusters. Yes, almost. Yeah, that's, that's what it's kind of based on. So it'd be like, what Z is the hot air balloon that crashed down? Oh, I know that one. Can I answer? Yeah. Oh, I see it's for kids. All right, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. What's yeah. the longest car journey you've been on with your kids under these circumstances? Um, okay, so the longest one is probably um, to Wales. Oh, wow. Five, five, five hours. Yeah. So, 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 so how, money how many songs have you got? A bit of credit for this. This is. Yeah, uh... I, mean, yeah I, I want him to release. He doesn't. He doesn't have an album. He's got a box set. For God's sake. <laughs> he should write a book, Monier, on uh, keeping your kids happy in the car. No, no yeah, he so should. He should release the album of uh, Monier's car songs. I'd give <laughs> it a listen, songs. possibly what? once. So I don't think it would get okay. me to Wales. <laughs> but I, I tell you what, that was when they were pretty young, and it was things like wheels on a bus go round and round, and you know those kind of things. So, okay. so you can keep you can keep that CD. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's got a bit of a rock hampum to it, though, right? Okay, yeah. Right. Monia, are there any songs that actually remind you of your holiday times when you were younger? There is one version of the Cliff Richards summer holiday, which I no, 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 Andrew, trust me, this is this will blow your mind. Tell me it's a rap version. It's not. Tell, it's, me, it's, it's, it's tell, me, tell, me, tell me it's, it's UK grime. It's better than that. It's a Bollywood version. It's better than oh, that. It's I'm a Bollywood a version, right? So it's um, it's it's by Mira. It was from a film by Mira Sayal, Baji on the Beach. Okay. Um, from the late nineties, and they were singing this in a bunch of Asian women, um, sixty odd singing um, uh, summer holiday by Cliff Richards. Brilliant. With a bit of bangle from in as well.
when we when we were so children, we my so dad was a, uh, a a bank inspector, and he used to travel all around Scotland, uh, stopping at branches of the Trustees Savings Bank, inspecting the branch for three days, and then moving on to the next. And uh, as as part of well, he didn't like staying in hotels, so he invested all of his expenses money in a caravan, and used to take us with him, um, traveling around Scotland to wait outside <laughs> Trustees Savings Banks sites while he inspected them, and then we'd go to a campsite nearby and um, and stay there. Now, the, the, the thing was, the caravan, um, I know caravans these days, you know, they're like sweets, but um, in those days, it was the size of an average bathroom. And four of us spending the six weeks summer holiday squeezed into this place. And it was always raining, of course. If it wasn't raining, there were too many midges outside to be able to go outside. So we were always inside, four of us for six weeks. Um, so I, I feel the pain of five hours going to five hours going to Wales and having to play I Spy for that length of time. But I can I can double it. And, 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 uh, so have, have you been back to Scotland since? No, they don't let me anymore. No, no. <laughs> he just, let you just find him. That's you find him bad. in Berkhamstead, just wandering around, looking in all the banks. <laughs> and this That's his holiday. Two, I, two I, weeks, I, yeah. HSBC, Barclays, Lloyd. He loves it. It's astonishing. <laughs> yeah. You see him yeah, just peering in, in the window for three blood. days, non-stop. We had... Um, I, we're, this was in the days this is in the days before music we, uh, we had a um, a portable cassette player which we carried in the car when used until the batteries ran out and we only had two cassettes and we used to play one side and then the other side and then back to the other side i can to this day recite all of the words of the carpenters <laughs> greatest hits word perfect it wasn't even it wasn't even it wasn't even a mixtape it was it was just an album (laughs) (laughs) have you has anyone just taken the children on a holiday as one parent or taken one child if you have more than one so i've taken uh the children so my wife was on uh, business in south africa a few years ago and I took the children out to uh, to join her, which was great fun. Uh, going through the airport with two kids, and they were they were uh, six and seven at the time. And the, the the time that we had going through the airport and spending the first four days while uh, while my wife was working uh, was great fun. It was it was really really uh, a great bonding experience. It's funny because um, I've I've not done it with the the youngest yet, but. Uh, with the eldest when he was seven i think we were getting towards the end of the summer holidays and there were if holly was working i had some leave to take up and um she said oh rupert's got a few days towards the end of the holiday can you do something with him anyway i nothing more was said about it and then a couple of weeks later she said to me oh did you think about what you're going to do with rupert and i said oh yes everything's booked and she said what do you mean booked and I said, well, I've, I've booked, we're going away. And she said, no, 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 I meant like take him to a kid's club or take him to the swimming pool. I said, no, 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 I've, I've booked for us to get, get the sleeper train from Paddington, Paddington to Penzance. And then the, the, the branch line from Penzance up, up or from St. Earth up into St. Ives. And I booked an Airbnb in a, in a house in, in St. Ives for, for three days for the eldest and me and we had 
we had an amazing time. As you say, it's mm. bonding because it, he was set. I, I, I dictated where we were going, but he set the agenda. The parameters were there, whether we wanted to go to the beach or eat pasties or, you know, try and surf or, you know, that was, that was entirely up to him. But we had the best time because it was, it was uncompromised in, in any way. Not that I'm saying that trap whenever you travel in a, the bigger the group, the more compromises individuals have to make. And I think that was the point that we were making at the very beginning of this is if the kids are happy, then the parents are happy, but it's all compromised. I can honestly say that as a traveling companion, he is a seven year old. There are few people I would rather have traveled with. It was just glorious. Hmm. I've done short trips with the girls, um, just me and the girls. We've done a couple of glamping trips uh, with them. Um, I was hoping to get a few more in over the summer during lockdown, but they they were um, being quite tough um, tough on that. But it's fun, it's fun. But I've got to before I forget Tristan's kind of story about the airport and going through with the kids by themselves. When my oldest daughter was about eight months old, nine months old, we were going to go to Egypt again just for a quick holiday. And that's when they started bringing the, introducing the rules about the liquids in, and she was still on her on her bottle, but. I don't know why we've done this, but she hated her milk bottle, but she always needed to have it with her in sight so she can feel comfortable with it. So we're going through airport security and we get to Egypt and the man said, you can't bring that milk bottle in as well. It's, it's her milk. So we'll get us drink it. So try to shove it in her mouth. She wouldn't drink it. And it's, and it's like, just drink the milk. Otherwise we'd lose the bottle. She said, no, nope, not going to have it. Not going to have it. Then I said, look, she's not going to drink it. But I said, no, I said, well, you drink it. I was like, well, it's, it's it's formula milk. I'm not going to drink formula milk. It said you either drink it or you leave it here, and your daughter starts crying. I was like, oh crikey! So I take the top off, glugged a couple of sips of it. It was horrendous, but we got through. Um, and that's why. Could have been I, worse, Manier. Yeah, we're yeah, all thinking. Right. It yeah, I know you're thinking that. <laughs> I, I kind of paused when I said <laughs> it, was. it was actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think that experience kind of meant having going on holiday by yourself with the kids. It's it is a, it can be quite crazy. But as Toby said, I think it could be quite enlightening as well. Really. <laughs> Sounds like you were on a rugby tour. I <laughs> um, don't know about rugby tours, but yeah, I've, I've, I've done a couple of um, uh, marathon tours with those kind of people. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So there we are. We've spent uh, the good part of 45 minutes talking about holidays, talking about what constitutes a good holiday, talking about how holidays are hatched in various households. And I can clearly say that we have learned absolutely nothing over the last 45 minutes. No normal way of doing it has emerged. Everyone does it their own way to work with their own family, as you'd expect it to. But it seems to work for everyone here. It has been a great show. Thank you for sharing your anecdotes with me. Thank you for entertaining, if not enlightening, the great people of St Albans. Uh, so thank you, Monia, for joining us this evening. Thank you. And Tristan, thank you, as always, for being with us. Thanks very much. Toby, you're a star. Thank you for being with us. Thank you very much. And Andrew, you're a star also. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Am I a star too? Oh, all right. Oh, go on then. All right, all right. Hang on, hang on. Three stars about me. Monia, thanks yeah. for coming. Thank you very much. Oh, it was brilliant.